Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, good morning and welcome back. Today is Tuesday, August 22, um, and it's a, a, a day of first for many of us. Um, if those of you listening to this area, today is the first day of school for many of us. So I uh, teach at Zealand Christian, and so this is our first day. Um, I'm thinking Holland Christian also starts around this time. Um, it's also the first day of Broncos marching band for Emmett. Um, Haha, nerd. This, when this uh, episode <laughs> airs, uh, Emmett will be moving into uh, Western and starting a uh, marching band there. Don't remind me. Yeah, sorry. Don't remind me. <laughs> well, it's, uh, yeah. It's not good. today, but you know, when we're recording this, but when this, when people listen to this. So, um, and Morgan, you'll be back at Calvin. And, indeed. Indeed. Go Knights. Classes. And Caleb down in Hoosierville. Uh, ha! <laughs> oh, Wabash. Gross. Wabash, yeah. So, uh, India. I can joke about Hoosierville because Jackie, my wife, grew up mm. in Indiana. So, it's like my, my state-in-law is Indiana. So. State-in-law. <laughs> state and the Colts are my, my football team-in-law. So, oh, okay. Yeah. That's anyway. how that works. Yeah. So if this is your first day of school, whether you're a teacher or a student going back, I uh, hope it's a great day for you. Some of you uh, probably won't start till next week. So, but for those of you who are starting school today, have a great first day of school. All right. Normally on Tuesdays, we have our guests share um, kind of a Jesus story, whether it's about when they first came to know Jesus or something he's been doing more recently in their lives. And so Morgan's going to share with us kind of a way that Jesus has been working with her recently. So thanks, Morgan. Yeah, I actually um, will get to read this in a little bit more in context. But when I was reading through uh, this chapter of Proverbs, there is this part, uh, verse 10, just verse 10. Do not forsake your friend or uh, friend of your family and do not go to your relative's house when disaster strikes you. Uh, better a neighbor nearby than a relative far away. I just thought, like, it immediately made me think of my family's experience during the pandemic mm. because... Um, we were unemployed for a year before, um, before the pandemic actually hit. We were living in Illinois at the time and the taxes there are just absurd. They're exorbitant and awful. So, uh, you know, one day I come home from school and mom and dad are like, pack your things. We're going. I was like, uh, where are we going? They're like, we don't know. We sold the house though. So we can't stay here. Um, so we just like got in the car we had nowhere to go and we just, drove down to North Carolina because that's where my mom's family is. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I tell people it's as close as we got to being homeless without actually being homeless. Sure. Like if we hadn't had family, we genuinely would have been living on the streets. Um, but it, <laughs> it's, I, I, uh, the verse itself um, is kind of funny to me. Like, why not go to a relative's house? I don't understand. But, um, it just, we we spent four months living with my grandmother and then we moved to two other houses and my sister and I collectively went to seven different schools. Wow. She went to three middle schools, I went to four high schools and it was just, um, it was really, really difficult for our family to uproot that much to yeah. 
I mean, at one point we were paying for groceries with our 401k. Like oh. our finances got like nasty. It was bad. Um, but looking back, I realized like, of course, it was actually really good because yeah. all the people in Illinois were like not treating us very well, actually. Um, you know, we had we did have good friends there, but there were just the, the culture and the place where we were living was really toxic. And the friends that I had were, you know, drawing me away from my 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 life with Christ. Okay. And they like they made fun of me for it. And so I was like, I was ashamed of the gospel. We sang mm. a song today about how we're not ashamed. And at the time I was. Okay. Um, but then through all the moving and everything, I was able to like reestablish my true home being like in Christ. And awesome. no matter where I'm going, I have a home and it doesn't matter like physically where I am. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause that's a lesson that you'll, you'll fall back on throughout your life because you know, there are tough times we, that we go through. Um, and so you have that story to kind of remind yourself of who Jesus is and what he did for you and what seemed to be the darkest time in your family's, well, your, your, your probably your life. I don't know about your parents before you were born, but. You no, know, yeah, it, definitely it, my whole family. family. It was, yeah. <laughs> they're actually still going to therapy about it okay. now. It yeah. was, it was really difficult, but it was a really good illustration of daily bread, I think. Yes. Because there was yeah. no point where we were like, we don't know where our food is coming okay. from today. So it was really good. Yeah. Cool. Good. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, and we're going to talk today in Proverbs about friends and, and relying on them. And so that's a good transition. So um, Emma, I think you're going to read for us. Yes. Um, so we're in Proverbs 27. Uh, we're going to read 5 through 17, and then we might pull in some other things towards the end. But uh, go ahead, Em. Yeah, so this is NIV. Um, Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. One who is full loathes honey from the comb, but the, to the hungry, even what is bitter tastes sweet. Like a bird that flees its nest is anyone who flees from home. Perfume and incense bring joy to the heart, and the pleasantness of a friend springs from their, their heartfelt advice. Do not forsake your friend or a friend of your family, um, and do not go to your relative's house when dis disaster strikes you. Better is a neighbor nearby than a relative far away. Be wise, my son, and bring joy to my heart. Then I can answer anyone who treats me with contempt. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. Take the garment of one who puts up security for a stranger. Hold it in pledge if it is done for an outsider. If anyone loudly blesses their neighbor early in the morning, it will be taken as a curse. A quarrelsome wife is like the dripping of a leaky roof in a rainstorm. Restraining her is like restraining the wind or grasping oil with the hand. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. All right. Thank you very much. Um, so what do we hear from that? I think, Caleb, you had some thoughts about this passage? Yeah, definitely through um, verses 6, 9, and 17 really grabbed my attention because they're about friendship, about mm -hmm. a sincere friend. So 6 talks about, like, it's better for a sincere friend to, to call you out, to tell you maybe what you're doing wrong than for someone who doesn't like you to point out your flaws. Um, and it's saying wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Um, and it's better for someone to like to have that friend who who can be real with you, who can tell you like, hey, I think you're not on the right godly path. And I feel like only like only a <coughs> like a Christian friend maybe can do that. Yeah, someone who can really call you out, and that's 
That's good. Uh, and then on nine, it's like the opposite. Someone who gives you advice, like a sincere friend that gives you advice, is as sweet as perfume and incense. And that's just another way to see like how important friendships are. Mm-hmm. And then 17, as iron sharpens and iron, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Um, and just having that friend that can help you grow and be sharper and to, like I'm thinking of biblical like knowledge, someone who can help you grow in that and someone who can help you like be disciplined and someone who you can lean on um, and become sharper with. Those are those are kind of things I desire from a friend. Yeah. Someone who can call me out, someone who can give me good advice and mm-hmm. someone who can grow with me. And I think at Geneva, that's been something I've been able to find, which is really cool. Yeah. Especially with, with these two here. Oh. We know me, oh, oh, when you're not strong. That's a song from, yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I I love that you picked out those verses. Because um, I kind of highlighted those two. And just especially the part about um, having somebody who can just share the reality with you of what mm. maybe you're in. Cause I think if just some random person or some kind of casual friend came up to me and said, Hey Steve, what you did there was just not right or wrong. I mean, I'd get very defensive and mm. very, um, uh, dismissive of, and I wouldn't let, you don't know what you're talking about, but I need to have somebody who can really say, okay, Steve, when you did that, that was not okay. Um, and so, um, I th- yeah, I think that's important to look for in in a friendship. Someone who can, you know, at least one person that can really be there to call you out in a loving way. Um, yeah. Other? I think, yeah, I think that's also really important is being able to tell the truth in love mm-hmm. because there are a lot of people who can do one or the other and doing both can be really difficult. So I had a youth leader once who um, he was... I, I don't think it was, like, a real argument. I think it was one of those, like, silly arguments. Like, is the sky really blue or is it green? Or, like, just, like, one of those dumb arguments. He was having with a friend um, at seminary, actually. <laughs> and at one point, he um, semi-jokingly, semi-not, he was like, oh, dude, like, just shut up. And uh, they're, like, screwing around. They're like, okay, bye, see you later. And another one of their friends comes up to my youth leader. He's like, Wow, you guys are really showing each other the love of Christ, huh? And um, I thought it was a really nice story because, like, yeah, you know, it was he he pointed out, you know, maybe you could have treated him a little bit differently. Maybe you could have used different words, but he did it in a way that doesn't come right out and say, like, hey, don't say that. Hey, you're being the worst friend ever. I hate you. Like, it, you know, because telling people or like trying to show point people back to the gospel, even though it is something that, you know, is beneficial for them and the people around them. I think it also sometimes gives us this sense of superiority, like, Oh, I'm correcting Mm. you right now. I get to be better than you. And telling the truth and love reminds us to be humble. Yeah. Something that relates to that. that I just thought of is Ephesians 4, 15. It says, instead, we will speak the truth and love going in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. And so, like you're saying, when mm-hmm. you speak truth in love, you grow. And yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It relates also to the iron sharpened iron 
when you call someone out, when you say like, hey, or you should maybe change this, um, you guys grow and you guys get sharper and more, more Christ-like. whole, more yeah. Christ-like. So, and before we uh, push record, you talked about trying to see an overall theme for this um, passage. What did you kind of come up with? Yeah, so um, I think just diving into Proverbs and trying to figure out, like, what does it mean can be hard because, like, each verse is, like, quotable. Like, I've heard iron sharpens iron before Mm. and stuff like that. Yep. Um, But, like, all of them are grouped up into the different chapters. So, like, um, before I dove into, like, what is God doing? What are people doing? What am I being challenged about? I want to try and figure out why these verses are all in chapter 27. Um, so I think the overarching theme is like, well, we've touched on that already, um, but it's like the importance of building relationships and like how we should interact with others. Um, so like different things like jealousy is bad. It harms everyone. Uh, like that's from first four or don't hide your love uh, like for people around you. Um, verse five. Um, and then, our friend's advice shows like how much they care for us and like their pleasantness in verse nine. Um, and then friends and neighbors are just as helpful as like your family. Um, and that was verse 10. Um, and then verse 17, we are able to help each other grow. Um, and yeah, just all that sort of stuff. And I think the reason these are all grouped in 27 is it's important to have relationships and um, we need to be, like doing relationships well and this is just advice for how to do that and like somewhat a guidebook of how we should interact with others yeah Mm. yeah i know this is hard for introverts to hear but you know god does call us to live in community uh live with other people and so um you want to kind of like we talked about yesterday surrounding yourself with wise people you want to surround yourself with people who are going to speak the truth in love people who are going to encourage you and sharpen you um, who are going to help you grow. And so, yeah, those are great things. Any other thoughts from this passage? Whether what part we read or later verses? I, I, I just, I got to say it. Um, 15 through 16, I, I feel like we could replace the word wife with spouse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> When I saw this was one of our past passage we talk about i um took a screenshot of it from my phone and sent it to jackie my wife and said <laughs> look what i get to talk about um but then of course they followed up with of course i have no real life experience with a quarrelsome wife who's like a leaky Ooh. Wolf. So, yeah I got <laughs> yeah she texts you back she's like guess he's sleeping on the couch yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but um yeah um now i'm trying to um oh yeah so it's verse 15 uh and 16 so um yeah, I think that's true. Is stopping her complaints or his complaints is like trying to stop the wind. It goes back to kind of what we we're talking about yesterday with the foolishness too of, you know, um, you have to be wise in how you interact with people. Mm. And choose your battles. Choose your battles. Yeah, mm. that's good. One thing that I picked up, and I I never knew this was in in the Bible, but you it is actually in God's word that you should not be a morning person. 
I don't know if you guys <laughs> caught that. But yes, verse, I love that verse. Verse, that was... verse 14, a loud and cheerful mm. greeting early in the morning will be taken as a curse. Amen. So <laughs> so those of you who like to get up at 630 in the morning and go to me. all your neighbors, hey, good morning. Um, That's me. You're, you're sinning, right? So just <laughs> No, that was, that was a conversation I had to have with my roommate last year. Because oh, okay. like one of the first nights that we were staying together like or well, the first morning so we woke up and i was like hey good morning did you have any dreams and she was like what yeah <laughs> and she, like later in the day she's like just so you know um in the most loving way possible if the sun is not fully up yet you need to shut up <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> so i am i am of course joking you are not sinning if you are a morning person um but i just i chuckled at that when i read that it's like so apparently solomon is not uh, a morning person so because mm. um, he's the one that wrote this so anyways well as we kind of wrap up uh, today's time what challenges if any do you have for yourself or for our listeners as we move forward I think definitely everything about friendship. Mm-hmm. I think in college it can be hard to have intentional friends that you can have deep fellowship with and be able to, you know, be comfortable in, in calling them out and giving them good advice and just these kind of things. Um, and I think it's easier at Geneva being all, like, Christ-centered. It's easier to, you know, try to reflect Christ and do that in your friendships. But in college... Um, I don't go to a Christian college. Uh, it can be harder to have like sincere friendships that are rooted in Christ because the guys I see every day aren't Christians. Okay. And right. So that's my takeaway. Yeah. Working on finding better Christian fellowship in college. Yeah. Good. So I think that's good for all of us, whether, wherever you are, whatever age you're at or stage in life. Try to seek out those um, godly friends who mm-hmm. will speak to you in love, correct you uh, when you need to be corrected, but also will sharpen you and help you grow in your faith walk. So mm-hmm. thank you for joining us, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.